Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mysterious Pal Show. My name is Chris, and I am here with my best pal, Jordan. Jordan, thank you for getting here with me today, pulling into my driveway and walking into my house. <laughs> Thanks for that, you. A lot of work. Yeah, yeah. At our at our advanced age, it's tough to get out of the car. Really, <laughs> it's tough to it's, it's tough to just even want to get up off the couch. Yes. But thank you for being here. And today, I know the last few weeks have been a little weird. We had a two episode, two part episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently posted, yeah. Uh, and we had a uh, a guest for two episodes. So yeah. we're back in the new year, just just rolling like the old days of a couple months ago when we started this thing. Mano y mano. So I know we're gonna ju- we're gonna jump right in here today. Today we're gonna be doing something a little different. Like usually we do, I'm not gonna say believable, but mm-hmm. like stuff that is not out of this world. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we, I, I mean, say no, it. we've done some far like for a few times with like theories about things that we've talked about of like what happened and like possible explanations for these things. Yeah, we've got a little far fetched with it, but most of the stuff has been most like usually around reality. Yeah, like. You know, so I'm not saying today isn't about reality, but we haven't ever done a mysterious episode about aliens. No, we haven't. That's and that's cool. what I'm here to talk about nice. today. I really wanted to do nice, an nice, aliens nice, episode, nice. especially when you start looking at like ancient alien stuff. Yeah, with that guy on the TV with the crazy with hair. The hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's <a bit> ridiculous. <laughs> and some of that stuff's pretty pretty far fetched, but yeah. it's still interesting. Yeah, sure. And um, I'm not going to say it's wrong. Today we're going to talk about something that is aliens could be a one answer, yeah, which is cool because you know, recently there's been a lot of talk about aliens in, in our government, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. United States government, yeah. yeah. And I think you know, with all those things, they're like this really crafts, like probably drones, probably mm-hmm. our drones or other drones, or not going to tell you what you're working on. Yeah, I always thought maybe. Why can't they just be little aliens? I don't know if I don't know if it's really out there, but there's probably some kind of thing out there where they're like, "What if aliens are just like this wasn't, big?" Yeah, wasn't that in, uh, one of the Men in Blacks? Like the the found out like a little tiny alien's been controlling this, this like body they thought was, that they thought was human, but he's like face opens up and just like a little guy, and they're like joysticks controlling him. What Is that Men in Black? I, I I've only seen the first one, I think. Okay. Was there other ones? Oh, there's a second one in it. Was there a third one? Yeah, but they didn't have the same. Will Smith wasn't in it? No, it was um, Chris Hemsworth and. Um... Why wasn't. You can't even call it Men in Black then. Stupid. It's garbage. <laughs> they tried to do that RP, RIPD or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. dumb. I mean, other than what's his name was in it. I do like the that. The Mint Mobile guy. The Mint Mobile guy. <laughs> no, that's, what you, that's how you recognize. Nothing, not Deadpool or like, I don't know, anything else he's done. But uh, Van Wilder. Van Wilder, yeah, Van Wilder. He's a Mint Mobile guy. He's on every pre-roll. He probably was a pre-roll before this. Right. But yeah, like. I mean, it seems great. God. With aliens, like, it doesn't have to be like a humanoid looking thing. It could be like, I don't like, like. It doesn't even have to be like, it could be dimensional. Right. You know, I think there are aliens, which I believe there are aliens out there. I don't think they've ever... I think there are aliens out there. Maybe they've come here. I can't really answer that question. I mean, maybe. Mm. It may be as dumb as us and just never got off their own planet. Yeah, right, right. Um, there's all those theories about, like, while there's probably other civilizations, they probably died out a long time ago. Oh, right, you yeah. Know? There's that, like, that like uh, ladder. Yeah. talk about, like, 
different civilizations and stuff like that. I mean, I'd imagine there are probably plenty of civilizations out there. Gotta be something. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It could just be like a blob or like, you know. Or, this is like getting real weird and deep, but like, do you think our universe is just like a galaxy and there's other universes? Like when you kind of pull back, Mm -hmm. you know, we're in a galaxy, we're in a solar system which is in a galaxy. Yeah. Which is in a universe. A universe. Which mm-hmm. what if is the universe is just a part of other universes right. in a bigger ultimate Again, universe? Going back to Men in Black. But yeah, well, they're, 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 like, they're playing with marbles and we're like, we're in that marble. Yeah, but what if we're just an atom? Yeah. What if every atom is a universe? Ooh. Where's my brain? Yeah, wrinkles my, wrinkles my tush. Take All right, so this. I want to know do you think, and, and this is just. Before we start started in the story, do you think the aliens built the Great Pyramids of Giza? No. And we're not going to talk about that today, but do you think, there's a lot of people out there that think that. Yeah, which, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. It always comes up. Yeah. Like, and it's, there's it's, no way humans could do this, but. Right. It's a, yeah, it's a very hotly debated thing. Like, if humans did it, how could they have possibly done it without the technology we have today? Called having a ton of slaves. <laughs> yeah, Apparently, if you have a lot of they, slaves. Which they had, yeah, but I think I remember seeing that, like, they did have some kind of crane. Now, it's not our. Like our cranes look like today, it's not mechanical, but I don't know. Yeah, it's. A, I, just I don't a, know how they did it, but I don't think aliens did it. Just using a, uh, um, you know, pivot point. Okay. You know, it's it. That's pretty easy to do. Some big blocks. Yeah, like but also they're rolling them on stuff like yeah, sure. a bunch of logs. I yeah. mean, there's plus they have a ton of slaves. Yeah, right. Apparently, that's all you need to get things done. <laughs> I, I guess that's what, and that's how the human history. It's been built on the path of slaves. Like it's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Society has been built on that. Right. I'm not I'm, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying <laughs> no, it sucks. Of course it's not. But yeah, I don't think aliens did it though. You think how'd they get them so smooth though? Those blocks. A lot of chiseling, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty cool. But there are there are things throughout history where like Civilizations have, they're like polytheistic. Maybe what they're like drawing or writing or seeing maybe weren't gods. Like they're gods that they worship, but they're aliens. Like that's been, yeah, that's been yeah. a thing too, like throughout history. So I don't, I don't know. We interpret gods as aliens. Yeah. Or what by, by we interpret aliens as gods. Yeah. Yes. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense with everything else. But I still think little baby aliens, like they're all like this big, like mm-hmm. micro machines. Remember those stupid things? <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. But then you lose them, or you step oh, on course, them, with yeah. your foot, and you're this is stupid. <laughs> and then I can find all my Matchbox cars I gave them to my kids, but like I can never find. I had a billion micro machines. I did too. Yeah, I don't know how to deal with them. My parents get stepping on them, just threw them away. Oh yeah, that's what I do. I like, take one toy and put it in a bag. And then after a couple months, I like have a whole bunch. Of, like every once in a while, I just take it. My kids don't notice. Mm-hmm. If they don't ask for it, I'm like, you take it out. I just throw it in the garbage. Because there's so much stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. Toys are insane. Yes. All right. Back to reality, right? Um, so what we're going to be talking to today is something called a mystery airship or was also mentioned or has been called the phantom airships. Mm. And... In 1896 and early 1897, this was something like a phenomenon. It was a wave, they called it. it this wave of- So for like one year it or, was, or, a little, yeah, or a little more. Around, around a year. Yeah. It was this 
phenomenon going on in the United States from coast to coast. People were seeing these flying mystery airships, they called them. Okay. And when you start explaining, like getting some of like the, and this is the late 1800s, you know, uh, and there's going to be some reasons why we, there's going to be things going on. We're going to get into all that. But these reports were coming in as unidentified lights at night, while more descriptions portrayed them as vessels repre- uh, kind of resembling the ridgibles. Ridgibles? The ridgibles. Okay. Kind of an early blimps. Okay. A blimp is a dirigible. Oh, all right. Ridgible. And it, there's estimates that say, and from research has been done about this this kind of like phenomenon that happened in the United States. There was 100,000 individual reported sightings from it between 1896 and 1897 during this, what they call the wave. Okay. The mystery airship wave. Hmm. They're from, these reports come in from cities, towns, um, they're reported in all all these different major newspapers, small newspapers, and it's what is seen as the as a precursor to the modern UFO like craze or claims. Yeah. Like a lot of what we report on today, uh, like when people say like from the especially the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. those re- those reports and that kind of what they call that another wave. Yeah, that that's this is kind of where it all kind of was like the first start of it. In the United States. Interesting, okay. And like these kind of things that people were saying kind of get, re- are used as a way to explain what was happening in, in later years. So. It's interesting because like the UFO craze that started, at least in the US with Roswell, that was like kind of right around the start of the whole atomic age. Yeah. So people start thinking about like science fiction starts becoming a thing and like maybe that's in people's heads. So maybe what they're saying, they're like, oh, might actually be a UFO, but it might be something else. But like that idea of like science fiction and extraterrestrial stuff is in your head. But like popular culture, and yeah, right. Yeah. But back then, like it was still a thing. Yeah, it was still but happening science fiction in a different was, way. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's interesting because like science fiction wasn't really a Jules Verne, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Those right. books were coming out. Okay. So oh, this as okay. we come into that, we're gonna go back okay. to that when we get into like right. the discussion of like what was going on hmm. and why. This is a mystery because you could just say like, "Oh, well, it's just people seeing," or it's this, or it's like it. It's but, like our government wasn't was, like the Air Force wasn't even a thing then. Where, like where we, there was military stuff going on. Okay, All right. well, claims. So this is again a lot of this is reported on, but it's also another thing going on with the, um, kind of newspapers at the time. Yeah, and we'll go into that too. Interesting, you said people are seeing this in cities because a lot of times when you hear about UFOs, it's like it's out in the middle of nowhere, this is like major cities, one, yeah. one or two person. Like in a rural area, see it, and they're like, but cities are seeing people. And not only that, this. people, multiple people, like a group of people are seeing them together, shared experiences, right. Right. especially in um, California, San Francisco, those areas. Okay. So there's going back to like what we're kind of like building up to. Some would say these could be inventions uh, from an undisclosed genius or inventor who opted to keep his invention confidential. Some would say that this could be. The uh, the pinnacle of, or the kind of, not the pinnacle, but like the kind of a race to conquer the skies of controlled mm. flight, kind of powered controlled flight for, for humans. Although um, the Wright brothers weren't until yeah. 19 something, right. you know, yeah, 1903. Yeah. So that doesn't really, it's people would say like, well, but that was a different type of flight. The Ridgibles are still, is it, we're going to go into what's going on with that what, what are, technology. Sorry, you might go this way. What are the sizes of these things? They range in size. Okay. Mostly all big. 
in all of a certain time of day, like kind of all common theories. And someone actually later will go into it, mapped it out, all the sightings. Oh, really? And found out and like figured out a map that could have, Ooh. of how it could have gone based on times and reports. Okay. Uh, we'll go into that. While I just mentioned that the race to conquer the sky for powered flight was going on, kind of just starting maybe in some ways or kind of continuing. There were people, we're going to go into this, making powered, making things that could fly that were powered. Okay. But not like in like a, the way we like, not we think like about the today. Wright brothers, yeah, not yeah, a yeah, plane, yeah. but like these flying dirigibles were kind of really big at this time, like yeah. kind of like across Europe and America and stuff. There's also. This also could be a case of yellow journalism because this was the era when newspapers were prone to printing fabricated stories okay. so that they can sell newspapers. Yeah. So those are three major like, I don't know what you call like columns or like tenants. Tent poles. Tent poles, thank yeah. you, of what this phenomenon could be about. And we're gonna, and they could all be the, they could all be happen, or none of them could happen. Like they could all be true, or none of them could be true. Okay. So the question we're gonna be discussing is the mystery airships of 1896, aliens, fake news, or human ingenuity? Are you ready? Buckle into my airship. Well, let's play the game. (laughs) Was that what's that show? Play the game. What game? The who's that guy? Uh, Al Borland says it. Family Feud. Oh, Family Feud. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the Steve Harvey show, is it? He does, Well, he does Family Feud now. Okay. Yeah. I like his suits. Those are cool. I can't pull them off. <laughs> I just wish I could dress nicely. Yeah. I yes. like ties. You got a sweet mustache. I can't pull that either. Like it's, some guys are just blessed. Yeah. You know? They got talents. Good looks. Steve Harvey's a great example of that. So in 1896, North America witnessed a phenomenon characterized by the sightings of strange lights resembling an airship. So there were lights too. We're not just talking about just some weird floating thing. The event spanned from San Francisco to Chicago and even into the East Coast. And it captivated thousands. Thousands of people were involved in this. Like I said, 100,000 recorded sightings. 100,000? Over 100,000 recorded Recorded. sightings throughout the United States. During this this year. Jeez, all right. 96, 97. So what I want to start with now is, so that's what the story is about, but I want to go into these kind of like prior sightings that are kind of mentioned throughout history, that this isn't just like, I'm bringing these up because I don't want this to be like, this is only about, like this is just when it happened. Mm -hmm. When I said modern UFO sightings are kind of based around this idea of what happened in 1896, but I actually went into this whole research phase looking at like aliens in like ancient times and so there's a lot of stuff out there and we may do some future shows on that but what i came up with uh, what i found was some really interesting ones from like not super ancient times but like more recent okay and these kind of things were happening in different ways where there's people were seeing things in the sky but i think a lot of them could be attributed to like celestial events and stuff. yeah 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 so the first one I'm going to mention is the 1561 celestial phenomenon over Nuremberg, Germany, mm-hmm. which at this time was not Germany. No, it was uh, the Holy Roman Empire. And the Holy Roman Empire was around until... Napoleon 
Um, because it could have was it around whenever this event was taking place? In fifteen sixty one. No, the eighteen ninety six events that we're talking. No, about. it would have been done at this point. Okay, because Napoleon kind of decimated Europe. Came emperor, and then the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire dissolved it. And it kind of be, his allegiance was to Napoleon during his okay. whole reign. Okay. So at this point, it's still human. Uh, it's still the Holy Roman Empire, yes, the yeah. human Roman Empire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's reported in a broadsheet, which at the time was just a a pam- was it a pamphlet kind of kind of thing, thing like, like a newspaper, newspaper okay. almost. Uh, reported a broadsheet that events started at the dawn on April fourteenth, fifteen sixty one. Witnesses reported elaborate scene resembling an aerial battle out of the sun. Large black triangular objects observed. Uh, during the battle, witnesses reported seeing hundreds of spheres, cylinders, and other peculiar, 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 strange shapes <laughs> and strange shaped objects. Objects uh, exhibited erratic movements overhead, suggesting an unusual and dynamic event. So it wasn't just like something floating so in front of the sun. They thought a battle was happening? Like, yes, because it was multiple dark moving objects. Radically, not just like... That's what they say. It's reported wow. as erratic movements. You can still go re- read the broadsheet, and there was actually a woodcut I- illustrating the events that accompanied the broadsheet. So, it, uh, so it was crosses with small spheres on the arms, small spheres, uh, small sp- uh, with spheres on the arms, small spheres, two large crescents, and a black spear. These are all on the woodcut. I've seen it. It's really interesting. May I'll put it in the video right mm-hmm. now, um, or go look and. Go look for it yourself or look on our, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's really interesting. It's like, it looks like something you'd see in the 1500s. It's like really interesting of like what they're trying to illustrate what's going on. Okay. It doesn't really help the story, but it's interesting to see what someone perceived it as. Cause it's like, oh, some scientists looked in this are like, oh, was this event or was this event? But there were cylindrical objects uh, from which small spheres emerged dar- darting around the dark sky. Or the sky at dawn, sorry. The broadsheet claims that the exhausted combatant spheres fell uh, to the earth in clouds of smoke off in the distance. Hmm. So I, maybe it was a meteor shower? So Yeah, so there's spheres, triangle, triangular-shaped things too? Yes, uh, spears, spheres, wow. triangular-shaped things, and they all fell to the earth. And, but, but they were like darting around dynamically, which yeah. means like, okay, it's not just like a, I don't know. Yeah, so something that's not falling. Right. Because it wouldn't be darting mm-hmm. around dynamically. I don't know. Okay, another one is 1566, celestial phenomenon over Basel, Switzerland. Switzerland, mm. And this was kind of, um, I guess it was recently debunked or debunked eventually as being known as a sun dog. Basically, it was a celestial event. Sun dog. It's like, um, basically, I think, I looked it up recently. It's uh, when sun reflects off, off of ice in the atmosphere, maybe. Mm. That's a thing. Yeah. Sun dog. Okay, wait. The Okay, I got that backwards. So the the event from Nuremberg was the sun dog one. They said it, scientists said it was a sun dog. Okay. Which I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm not going to It's I think it's a reflection of suns. Like a sun reflection sun off dog. of ice in the atmosphere, upper atmosphere. Uh, it is an atmospheric optical phenomenon that consists of a bright spot 
to uh, one or both sides of the sun. The sun uh, dogs flank the sun within a 22-degree halo. What? Yeah, like it's a weird image. This is a real thing? Like- it's caused by a refraction of sunlight by ice crystals in the atmosphere, so the upper atmosphere. There's basically like ice crystals up there. The sun's reflecting on okay. it weird, and it's causing like a reflection. So it must have been like as the ice sickles were maybe falling through the sky, it was reflecting off them weird. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Alien sounds better than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a little poor boy trying to make this world a better place. Um, but the, okay, so back to the Basel, which I hope I'm saying that right, Switzerland? Whatever. I'm um, sorry, Switzerland. How's it spelled? B-A-S-E-L. B-A-S-E-L? Yeah. Basel? 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 Basel, Switzerland? Hey, sorry about that, Switzerland. <laughs> so this event um, was reported by another large group gathering of people during the morning time, kind of in the morning. It was, people were saying it was a miracle. Sky spectacles, what they called it. They saw three celestial objects. Uh, One was described as an unusual sunrise. The second was a total eclipse of the moon and then a red sun rising. And the third was a cloud of black spheres in front of the sun. So it happened a few times over the course of this few months. Oh, so, okay. That specific thing happened. Apparently it was recorded as happening, happening on the 27th, 28th of July and August 7th during that year. I was going to say it could have been an eclipse, but if it's happening several days in a row. Yeah. So. Maybe oh. someone looked at the eclipse and just went blind. From yeah. It. They're like, like, like the little floaties uh, you get. Yeah. yeah. So 1868 in Chile, there was a sighting uh, reported on by a local newspaper uh, account in July 1868. So around the same time we're talking, or no, wait, we're 19, we're in 1896, 97. This is this is 1868. Okay, so 30 years later, Precursor. prior, yeah. Which is witnessed describe a gigantic bird with brilliant scales. The creature emanated a metallic sound when flying over the town of Chile. Giant metallic bird. Yes, giant metallic bird. Brilliant scales. Phoenix. The 1880 Louisville, Kentucky sighting. Oh. You're probably there for this, right? <laughs> yeah. 1880s. On July 29th, two witnesses reported seeing a flying object resembling a man surrounded by machinery That's in Louisville, cool. Kentucky. That's cool. It's probably you. That's how you got here. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped you off. Like, we gave you him now. Yeah. He's yours, Kentucky. <laughs> He's yours, Kentucky. <laughs> Good luck. So he's sur- a man Suckers. in the sky <laughs> surrounded by machinery. machinery. Flying man. That's pretty cool. It was a flying object resembling a man. Yeah. The figure appeared to manipulate machinery with his hands and had wings extending from its back. So it was like Iron Man almost. That's awesome. Yeah. Again. Moonshine. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey sighting in August 1880. A month later, similar sighting occurred in New Jersey. Same robot man. Okay. Described the New York Times, and then he resembled a man with bat's wings and improved frog's legs flying around in the sky. Improved frog's legs? Yes. The creature waved its wings in response, <laughs> and in response to a locomotive whistle. So when it, in response to, yeah. <laughs> he's probably excited because he's doing this. And yeah. They did it. And yeah. He's like, yeah, thanks. Again, probably you. <laughs> okay. What? This is so weird. That's- another in 1880. So this is like another wave, 1880. 
grouping. Uh, an airship sighting was reported by Jerome Clark in Mexico in 1880 and along the German-Polish border in 1892. Uh, and Jerome Clark, he reported on this. He was a he was an American writer. He specialized in unidentified flying objects and other paranormal subjects. He appeared on ABC News, uh, Unsolved Mysteries, A E Network, and he discussed basically like UFOs that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So he's kind of part of that whole grouping. Okay. In the, I mean, this would have been six seventies, eighties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Okay. All right, so that's like kind of like prior. There's a couple other little ones in there, um, and there's some people that kind of discussed them and kind of bring in their own theories. But the multiple, like the ones that you just talked about, multiple people have. Like, these are all this? multiple recorded sightings by newspapers. So the newspapers, okay. Those are all recorded, okay. not just like some guy scrimmaging some crap down. Like it was yeah. actually reported on okay. during those times, those dates. And those are kind of around the time we're talking. I didn't really want to go too far back because there are some really cool ones we may talk about in the future of like armies conquering cities and like uh, things coming down from the sky to like help them and stuff. So oh, all right. yeah, there's some really awesome ones out there. So back to our original story with uh, the initial sightings happening in November 17th, 1896. So we can pass all those other yeah. ones we just talked about. Now we're going to jump back ahead to what we're talking about in this episode. So November 17th, 1896 is the first sightings that was described as part of this wave. So a rainy night in Sacramento, a bright light believed to be an airship appe- appeared about a thousand feet above the rooftops of the city. The Sacramento Bee and the San Francisco Call reported the first sightings, which had taken uh, place on, again, November 17th, but their report was in the November 18th edition of their respective things. Witnesses reporting a, a light moving slowly over Sacramento in the evening of November 17th at an estimated thousand foot elevation. Now, the important thing to remember about this. You're like, oh, it's just, it's just a light in the sky. We have planes. We have planes. Yeah, right. There was nothing yeah. flying <laughs> no, at this yeah. point That's, in time. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could have been some kind of projectile, like launched. Make, yeah. It didn't really have like guided missiles or anything like that. No. We weren't, literally there was no powered flight technically yet right. that the citizens would have known about. Yeah. I mean, that's important to remember that we're going to get into that later. So some witnesses said they could see a dark shape behind the light. Hmm. So they were seeing a light in the sky, which is same kind of stuff we hear about now from the 60s on, yeah, lights yeah. in the sky. Yeah. And now this is like happening 1896. Things aren't flying yet. <laughs> right. Like we don't have we're not, flying. People yeah. aren't flying around yet, <laughs> yeah, except yeah. for you flying into Kentucky. <laughs> That'd be so freaking weird to see that, man. So a former street railway uh, employee R.L. Lowry gave the most detailed reports of the event. Uh, he said he heard a voice from above call. And this is a quote. Throw her up higher, she'll hit the steeple. That's a direct quote that he gave in this report. When he looked up, he saw two men seated on a bicycle-like frame pedaling up in the sky. Above them was a cigar-shaped body of some length. Hmm. Lowry said that the thing he also had wheels on the side, uh, like on a like a uh, old steamboat. So remember, we mentioned that dirigibles, yeah, was a technology happening 
at this time. Mm-hmm. So before people really know about it, though, okay. this isn't really common popular culture yet. All right. But this guy saw this. There's a direct quote from him in he the newspaper. He heard someone saying, "Throw her up higher. She'll hit the steeple." Oh, yeah. Maybe mean mean take it up a little higher so yeah, we don't yeah. hit the steeple, like in the boat. Not actually throw a person up that high. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, November nineteenth, which is two days later, eighteen ninety six, an edition of the Stockton, California. Uh, sorry, the Stockton, California Daily Mail featured one of the earliest accounts of an alleged alien craft sighting. So Colonel H.G. Saw claimed that he's when driving his buggy through the countryside of Lottie, New, of Lottie near Stockton. So this is two days later from the original events. Mm-hmm. And this is reported on, but I, uh, it was the November 19th edition. So it was two days after the events, but it was still from this original event. Okay. Let's remember that. So he said he was driving his buggy to the countryside. He came across what appeared to be a landed spacecraft. Hmm. Do people know what spacecrafts are at no. this point in time? Do we have that know, right? thing in our culture? I don't know. But we'll go back to Jules Verne and what's going on with him. Maybe that came up. Shaw described it as having a metallic surface which was completely featureless apart from a rudder and pointed ends. He estimated diameter to be 25 feet, and the vessel was around 150 feet total length. Mm. Three slender, seven foot tall, apparently extraterrestrial, uh, crap, this word's going to kill me, <laughs> extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. were said to have approached from the craft while emitting a strange warbling noise. Direct quote, emitting a strange warbling noise. The beings reportedly examined Shaw's buggy and then tried to for, uh, physically force him in, to accompany them back to the ship. So alien abductions were happening Correct. back then. <laughs> the aliens were said to give up after realizing they lacked the physical strength to force Shaw aboard. Hmm. So these aliens weak. flew down here from a different <laughs> planet to grab one guy, but he just He's like, nope. said nope. No, thank you. Yeah. And maybe technology probably makes us all weak, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're dealing with some tough guys from, from Earth. Will Smith comes at you. You're, what are you going to do? Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Those little punks. Wasn't those guys were small little things inside those big things, right? In, in uh, Independence Day? Well, they, well, they weren't small, that small, really. I mean, they were they were like little little boys. Really? Yeah, because they were in those. Were, like The things with all the arms, that was like an exoskeleton or something. Oh. Because then they saw them floating. They were like human size and they had big eyes. Like a little smaller than humans. Okay. Huh. Yeah, he's like, welcome to Earth, and punched them, and they opened, like, you know, oh, he opened right, them right, up. Right. Yep, 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 yep. He dragged them. Yeah. You come down here, ruin my day. <laughs> and he's like kicking them and stuff <laughs> in the desert. And what's that smell? Man, he's awesome. Well, well, hey. It was a time. I'm on his side. Whatever. I want everybody's side. Chris Rock, whatever. <laughs> the comedian. So this guy. This is what this guy's saying. He tried to get up. They tried to abduct him. And he said no. Said no. They're too weak to get him. Then they ran back to the ship and sped away. He believed them to be Martians sent to kidnap an Earthling for unknowable but potentially nefarious purposes. So this is was seen as some as the one of the first recorded uh, attempts of alien abduction. Okay. Wow. One of the first published, anyway. 
five days later from the original sighting, so November 17th was the original airship sighting, these mystery airships, they came back on November, five days later, November 21st. Trying to abduct someone else. 21st, 22nd, yep. The light this time appeared from the northwest and went straight over the town, running against the wind. This is over the town of San Francisco. Okay. There was a guy uh, named Jacob Zeminski. He had a small telescope reported uh, the lamp was an electric arc light of intense power. So this was a guy looked at it through his telescope mm. uh, in San Francisco. And again, this is all this stuff we're talking about here is recorded in newspapers because at the end we're going to talk about it's going to come back. Okay. He observed the light didn't move in a straight line but seemed to bob with the wind up and down. Another witness uh, with a field glass, which is a little telescope, uh, reported to see a dark body behind the light. Again, same thing came up last time. So it was bright lights or lights with a body behind it. So common between all the So when they're saying stories. a body, do they mean like, are they saying like it looks like a body of a creature or like a body of like a... Like a flying a, body. Like, okay, like, a, like a rounded body. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. It took 30 minutes for the thing to cross the city and disappear into the Southwest. During this time, thousands of people observed it and included, uh, observed this thing happening, mm-hmm. all reported on, they were all reported their findings. It didn't also include a city's deputy sheriff and a district attorney of the area in California. The same night, the airship also appeared above uh, other parts of California and up to 90 miles away. Hmm. So it was between different parts, including San Francisco and other parts of uh, California. It was about 90 miles was the, the range of people being seen in this thing. Okay. So we have a lot of people in between there. Over the next few days, airship sightings were made not just in California, but far away as Washington State and Canada. So Jeez. Western Seaboard yeah, yeah. going up. Okay. So at this time, there was newspapers reporting on this event phenomenon at this, this first kind of wave that was part of the, the beginning of the wave. The newspaper reported the incident uh, with captivating headlines such as, what was it? The term airship gained widespread recognition. So they kind of, the w- term airship was kind of used in okay. his, as a common theme through all these stories. The newspaper went wild with some supporting idea of an airship, some re- ridiculing it. Stories began to suggest that the airship was a work of a mysterious inventor who was testing his device at night so that his ideas could not be stolen. Iron Man. Yeah. It didn't seem outrageous though, because at this time there were hot air balloons, yeah. balloons capable, but they weren't powered right in the way that we know as like for propulsion. Yeah, there was no propulsion systems. Yeah, especially because most things were steam powered at this time. Right. We didn't have any other. There wasn't internal combustion engine. Yes, I say when did when did that when did that come around? It was early 1900s. Okay. Late 18, like probably around this time, it was getting invented. I think. Sounds right. Um. Yeah, because that's it. May actually, you know what? Well, what about the locomotive? Like that's a steam power. Yeah. Thing. Oh right, yeah. Um, didn't know this because I teach I'm, classes about it. <laughs> I'm like 1860. Ooh, really? The internal combustion engine. Yeah, but it was also extre- It was extremely. It'd be heavy. dangerous. Oh, heavy. Okay, yeah. Uh, 1860. But then the first like, successful one. Called the auto engine was 1876. Mm. 
So this idea of having uh, a two-stroke or four-stroke piston engine. There are other type of engines this time, but they still needed like a way of powering it. So yeah. It really, at this time, it was so new that it probably wasn't being used to fly because it was probably super heavy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I want to I, like I want to say these are just like the what are the um, like a zeppelin dirigible. Yeah, but but wait, we're gonna get to that because that, okay. that's what a lot of people say. It's one of the three main tent poles okay. to hold up this tent of love that we have here, <laughs> love and friendship. Remember we remember we went camping that one time, and okay, we went camping a lot of times, but like there's those people pulled up next to us at the campsite and like we were trying to help them put up their, their tent in the middle of the night we kept on throwing their poles into the like the darkness They're like oh I don't know you have a pole that's, I don't know it's so terrible like so funny at the time I think we eventually helped them out but we like, did, we did. Like, yeah 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 oh I don't know I, oh, I don't know where it went well they were, I just remember they're kind of uh, obnoxious yeah we're trying to get them to not camp directly next <laughs> yeah. to us yeah I do yeah I do remember that yeah we're just like oh I don't know where it's went just whip yeah like, you might, oh I guess you gotta sleep in your car oh man see you guys later yeah Oh, this is awesome. All right, so. So the idea of balloons capable carrying people wasn't really outrageous, but these people, like like that one report was like a guy and two guys on a bike. Right. Pedaling. Yeah. Or propulsion type of thing. And then the other one has like these, what are they, tall, very tall oh, things yeah. come out and like try Seven to, foot people. Yeah. And humanoid things. So over uh, the next couple of days, airship sightings expanded beyond California, reaching Washington State, Canada, and other regions. This story of these things, these air, mystery airships, was starting to spread from California outward, okay. fueled by newspapers. That's how we recorded it, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But again, that's how news tra- That's what news was at the time. Yeah. So it wasn't like there's someone making a YouTube video talking about this crap. <laughs> yeah. Like some weirdo sitting yeah, right here. That's how information yeah. was uh, disseminated. Is that, yeah. Is that the right word? I mean, that? plus they had to sell newspapers. Stay right, in yeah, business. Yeah. And that's what that's up. So they like, you know, make it a little more colorful or like uh bib for some certain things or embellish. Embellish, yeah. Thank you. And William Randolph Hearst. Mm-hmm. And what was the other guy? Pulitzer. Hearst, oh, yeah. Hearst was like the California guy. Mm-hmm. Pulitzer was New York. And what they were kind of battling on who have the most the best papers. Yeah. Most sales. So yeah. most in sales. And Hearst was what he did was he made what we have today as the modern like shock culture where he made uh, okay, words yeah. really big, right. bold words and really big titles to get people pulled in. Yeah. And that's what he did to get people to oh, buy his sure. newspaper. Okay. And people were like, well, the news is the most important thing. But he's like, well, you're going to need people to buy it first. Yeah. So that makes sense. What, what's going on in. Yes. Like we, we talked about this before, Weekly World News. Yeah. Awesome. I don't think I've ever, no, ever opened one up, but I always like those covers. <laughs> All right, so... That boy. Yeah. Poor guy. So next we're going to have the second part of the wave. We're jumping to the second part of the wave. So January to April of 1897, the airships reappeared over Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, and other Midwestern states in Jan- starting in January 1897. So I organized this list of all these, these accounts, mm-hmm. kind of the most popular, biggest ones, most well-regarded ones into uh, by state. The okay. dates might jump around a little bit because there's a lot of them, but I try to like, organize it as succinctly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. concisely as, as I could. So first one I'm going to go with is Arkansas. And this is not alphabetical order or anything because it goes Arkansas to Texas. So yeah. And then to Nebraska. So 
I don't know how the alphabet works. But anyway, Arkansas. <laughs> what witness from Arkansas was supposedly told that an airship pilot during the tensions leading up to the Spanish-American War uh, was uh, bound for Cuba to use as a Hotchkiss gun, which is basically a small cannon, yeah. to kill Spaniards. So that was in Arkansas. So witness saw flying airship, mystery mm-hmm, airship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and was told by others, this is reported in the paper there, that it was this airship going to attack Cuba. Because oh, wow. Spanish American War, what was going on with that? Was that around this time? I guess it had to be. Shortly after this. Yes, or, yeah, not far after, like a year or two after this. Um, it officially started? Yes. So maybe this was like precursor? Probably, yeah. I'm sure there are like tensions at this point were rising between the Spanish and Was Americans. Mexico part of America at this point? No. In Mexico, was, this might have been like, and this is Arkansas. A lot of these Midwestern <laughs> sightings are like Arkansas, Texas, Nebraska. Like, again, maybe people from that area were going to off the fight. Anyway, I'm going to, you, you bring that up. I'm going to go like this. Texas. Three men from Texas report an encounter with an airship and with five strangely dressed men. Yeah, Mexico was already part. Sorry, it was his own thing at this point. It wasn't part of America? It was. It wasn't. Okay. I mean, it's, it was still. Mexico or, or Texas? Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Mexico was his own country. Yes. Okay. So again, Texas, three men from Texas reported an encounter with an airship and with five strangely dressed beings. And that word, that P word was in there, but I just changed it to trainly. <laughs> I can't say that one. Peculiar. Peculiar. Nope, not even trying. Uh, they asserted that there was descendants of a lost tribe of Israel, these five beings, that had learned English from a 1553 North Pole expedition. Wait. <laughs> yeah. So these, Wait, these beings said this? Three men from Texas said they met. There was an airship yeah. during this this wave. Yeah, yeah. There was an airship that landed, talked to them, and it was these five beings came out, strangely dressed, and said they were from the lost tribes of Israel, mm. and they learned English from a 1553 North Pole expedition. It was 200 some, 300 wow. some years prior. Okay. Right. April 19th, 1897, in Aurora, Texas, the Dallas Morning News reported that a couple of days before, an airship had smashed into a windmill belonging to a judge, and then it crashed. The occupant was dead and mangled, but the story reported that the uh, presumed pilot was clearly not an inhabitant of this world. There was also strange hieroglyphic, which is a quote, figures uh, on the side of the wreckage, and it resembled a mixture of aluminum and silver, and it must have weighed several tons. Mm. The story ended by noting that the pilot was given a Christian burial in a town, the town cemetery. I think later, Buffon went and tried to like look the story up and figure it out, and they like debunked it, kind of. Okay, I'll say ways. someone go like dig this. That they okay. debunked that part, but okay. a judge was the one who reported this. In the again, this is all in news reports. A lot of it. All right, all right. Uh, we're gonna jump to Nebraska. On a, on February second, eighteen eighty seven, the Omaha Bee reported that an airship sighting over Hastings, Nebraska. On the previous day, so it would have been November, uh, February 1st. Uh, that was just, the, there was a, they saw one from multiple reports the day prior. So that it was in the February 2nd edition of the Omaha Bee. Okay. 
On April 16th, 1897, again in Nebraska, a story published in the uh, Table Rock Argus claimed that a group of uh, anonymous but reliable witnesses, always a great thing, had seen an airship sailing overhead. The witnesses claimed that among the passengers was a woman tied to the chair, a woman uh, attending to her, and a man with a pistol guarding their uh, apparent prisoner. So is this this airship just wide open or like? Hey, man, I wasn't there. Next time I'm there, I'll let you know. <laughs> Before the witnesses the, uh, thought to contact authorities, the airship was already gone. So, I mean, how long? Of course, yeah. I get this time, though. They're not like, are they going to run all the way to the, the authorities? Whatever, <laughs> you know. Next, uh, still in Nebraska, was the Albion Weekly News reported that two witnesses saw an airship crash just inches from where they were standing. The airship suddenly disappeared with men standing where the vessel had been. The airship pilot showed uh, the men a small device that supposedly enabled them to shrink the airship small enough to store the vessel in his pocket. Mm. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I was just beat the crap about him taking that. (laughs) A rival newspaper, the Wilson View Review, claimed, yeah, Wilsonville Review, playfully claimed that the its own editor was an additional witness to the incident. Oh. <laughs> and that he heard the pilot saying, Waver F. Prof. Espiscus. Mm. Okay. Direct quote. The phrase he allegedly heard is subscribe for the, for the review spelled backwards. Hmm. Oh, wait. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. How convenient this editor was there. What but this was a competing newspaper. Oh, right, yeah. So this is a competing newspaper. Like, it must have been a spoof. Like, he's just trying to mess with them. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, oh, you're silly. You're, okay, okay. you're silly because you're saying these aliens are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to do this to kind of boost, you know, kind of play poke fun at you because you're our biggest competitor. Rival, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to jump to Michigan. April 10th, 1897, an airship was sighted in Alma, Michigan, followed by sightings from Benton Harbor, Holland, Niles, and Menden, uh, which were all on April 11th. On April 12th, the airship was seen over Battle Creek in Kalamazoo, Michigan. We were in Kalamazoo. We were, great yeah. Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan seemed great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, an airborne explosion was seen in the pavilion, in pavilion, sorry, with alleged airship debris being found there and near, and in nearby Comstock. The next night, a farmer living near Battle Creek claimed that the airship came within 100 feet of the field of his farm and a wheel fell off the airship and was embedded in the ground. These sightings peaked around April 15th but continued into early May. So in Michigan, the sightings still continued with stories like this. I think it's interesting, though, like a lot, a lot of these people are seeing, they're using, like they're, they're saying there's wheels in the cell, someone with a gun, like a pistol. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're also, as humans, we try to, like... Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're trying to... They don't have, like, the information we have now of, like, flying things. Right. So, I'm trying to, like, as you're... People talk, being striped to a... Uh, someone being sh- uh, strapped to a seat is called a seatbelt. Like, right, yeah, 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 right. Just using, like, what they, the, what they know of that time to explain what they're seeing, I think is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Again, they're using the wheel fell off and landed right. around. Like when they saw, they said like a lot of like the, the, the ships have like metal, aluminum kind of like 
like our planes metallic have, metallic like yeah. like they we'd, we'd be able to be like oh that's clearly a plane obviously but like back then they're just like how do how do we describe this with what we like the nausea we have yeah. what we don't have like right it's like a flying cow yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cigar cigar shaped right uh, we're gonna jump to missouri April 10th, 1897, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch published a story reporting that one W.H. Uh, Hopkins encountered a grounded airship about 20 feet in length and 8 feet in diameter near the outskirts of Springfield, Missouri. The vehicle was apparently propelled by three large propellers and crewed by a beautiful nude woman and a bearded man, also nude. Oh. I mean, why do aliens need clothes? Yeah. Seems like that's like the ultimate. They're they're, they're beyond clothes, right? Yeah. Like eventually, humanity might get there, but you know, the chains of shackles, the of shackles of clothing. clothing. <laughs> Which I'm not saying we should all. I I, I quite enjoy my clothing because it's nice and toasty. We're, we're warm. Missouri now, right? We're going back to Missouri. So Hopkins attempted with some difficulty to communicate with the crew in order to figure out its origins or figure out who they were, right? Just trying to communicate with them. Eventually, they understood what Hopkins was asking of them, and they both pointed to the sky and uttered something that sounded like the word Mars. Hmm. So, so this people idea are is... interacting with these aliens. And... Correct. That's interesting, okay. Yes. Now we're going to jump to Minnesota, which I always forget if, like, Minnesota. is Minnesota a state? Yes. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I always think it's Minnesota, Minneapolis. Like, I never know. I'm always going to look it up. And what's the other with the Twin Cities? St. Paul. Are they actually look the same? No. Why are they called them the Twin Cities? Because they're like right there. There's only like a river between them. It won't be the same city. I don't know how that works. No. Midwestern people. <laughs> come on. Get your stuff together. Seems like just. Is, yeah, a river right between them? I don't know. I'll tell you this. I remember vaguely playing Sega Genesis with my dad. We were playing a baseball game. Okay. And the Minnesota Twins was mm-hmm. the team on there. And I was like, why are they called the Twins, Dad? And he's like, well, son. Well, idiot. <laughs> the Twin Cities. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, there's Twin Cities. The Twins. The Twin Cities. And probably up until... Do you, most, think, they, do you think they're just like mirrored off of each other? I, they were like, yeah, like yeah. who would... I was thought like, why would you growing do that? up, I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> so stupid. Why would they waste that kind of money? Yeah. Yeah, they could have made... <laughs> they could have done so much more with... They could have gave me things. resources. Right, yeah. Could have bought me a better Sega Genesis TV or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so back to Minnesota, which I hear is just lovely. Um, lo- would love to visit. Not in the winter. Seems cold. Yeah. 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 On the night of April 13th, Minneapolis papers carried an account of a physician from Rice Lake being abducted at gunpoint to carry for the airship's captain. Care for the airship's captain. They were trying to. They took him to take care of the captain. Which they're aliens. Why would they need a human physician? I don't know. You can fly all across the cosmos, but you got to get a human <laughs> to fix you up. Yeah. Anyway, he was suffering from influenza. Mm. I guess maybe they picked the, up the, the thing. The, this thing on the like on the ship. Alien? They, they came and took this physician aboard and said, "Fix our captain." Okay. But they're aliens. Unless they got influenza from being here. Maybe. Like world of worlds. I was going to say, yeah. They, yeah. they breathe their air. Yeah. You, got, you got the flu, sorry. You're going to have diarrhea. Yeah. Again, <laughs> common theme in human history. After struggle, the doctor escaped by leaping from the airship uh, into the lake 40 feet below. 
However, the rice-like chronotype gave a more uh, realistic account of events in which a doctor fell into the lake as a result of breaking through the ice while trying to cross and not from the airship-related reason. So they said, like, no, he actually just fell through the ice and he was saying that because he was probably drunk. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump to Kansas now. An account by Alexander Hamilton of Leroy, Kansas, supposedly, supposedly occurred around April 19th, 1897, and was published in the Yates Center Farmers Advocate of April uh, on April 23rd. Hamilton, his son, and uh, someone else, another person, witnessed the airship hovering over his cattle pen. Okay. Upon closer examination, the witnesses realized that the red cable from the airship was lassoed, uh, had lassoed a heifer, <laughs> but had also become entangled in the pen's fence. Okay. They're trying to steal a cow. Yeah, right. I mean, what else are you going to do when you come down here? <laughs> After uh, trying unsuccessfully to free the heifer, uh, Hamilton cut loose a portion of the fence and then stood in amazement as the ship, cow, and and all rise slowly off and sail away. He stole his cow. Stole his cow and part of his fence. This has been suggested, this point, this event in Kansas here in uh, eight, uh, 1897 was suggested to be the first and earliest or earliest report of cattle mutilation they're taking a cow away you know what we have in current uh, well i remember like like just seeing i don't know where i've seen this stuff but like i'll see like uh ufos abducting cows that's like a common thing i see but i wonder if it started because of this i think this is kind of like what they bring it back to yeah however first off topic you know those, remember when we were growing up, there was all those things about the crop circles? Yeah. I think, didn't they find out like- It was just people doing it. Yeah. yeah. They're putting like wood on their shoes yeah. or something like that or like- just Pushing it down. Yeah. The hell? I forgot about that. That's just done now. That was like a huge thing going on. Huge, people were like, yeah. what's over. happening? It's over. And they're like, oh no, it was just some people out there doing it. And like they're like really intricate designs yes. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about it. It's, there's like no one does them anymore. Or you don't hear no, because about they were anymore. like, oh, that's why. That's what it was. It really yeah. wasn't aliens. It was some because nothing was burned, and they're like, yeah. But then I guess maybe they didn't use propulsion like we have it. So, but it was just people pushing the stuff down. But I remember seeing it on the news. Oh yeah, a lot. I don't. I don't remember what it was being said though. Like I don't know if they were like, hey, there's aliens, or it was just people like, yeah, we see these things around in these cornfields. We're not sure what they are yet. Yeah. We're investigating. Anyway. However, so going back to Kansas and these guys, uh, in eight, uh, I'm sorry, in 1977, UF, uh, UFO researcher Jerome Clark, who we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. debunked this story and confirmed via interviews and Hamilton's own affidavit that the story was a su successful attempt to win a Liars Club competition to create the most outlandish tall tale. <laughs> yeah, a Liars Club. Liars we club. should start a Liars Club. Yeah. And we already, we're already on YouTube, so that's probably what we are now anyway. <laughs> Like YouTube.com, Liars Club, whatever. <laughs> or that's like top level domain. Anyway, that's all my, that's the most prominent direct sightings for the second part of the way. I never heard of any of these. Yeah, this is like. Because you'd like, I, well, like you said, so it was all kind of a precursor to like what happened after Roswell and stuff, but. Kecksburg. Huh? Kecksburg. Kecksburg incident. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that was, was that before Roswell? Oh, that's kind of like the Roswell of England, right? Sorry, what, yeah. what, was, what was the name of the one you're going to do? Kecksburg was, so wait, Kecksburg. That was 
in Pennsylvania. Oh, was that, that the one? In, was that the one your uh, your like relative that? Yeah. Under, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, yes. No. Crazy. It hmm. was when a reporter. That, when did that happen? I think it was around the same time as well, but it was. So what I think it is, it was a military satellite, like USSR military satellite. Mm. But anyway, maybe someday we'll do it. But I do have intimate knowledge of that. Kecksburg was in 1965. Okay. When was Roswell? Before that? 64? Like 48, wasn't it? Oh, okay. I think. I don't know. 40s? Late 40s? So, yeah, it must have been. It's all the same stuff. But, but yeah, sorry, what I was meant to say, what I was trying to get at is like, yeah, never heard about any of these other things like that you just talked about. Like, I never heard of the airship thing. That didn't even like, and when you said that, I was like, they're just sightings, but these people are saying they, they like talk to these things and like, yeah, we're asked I mean, to go more. with them or try to take with them. There's a lot more, but like, obviously, it's hard. Like, this was, there's over 100,000 reports. That's insane. Estimated. And lots of people are seeing these things, like, seeing these events go on yeah. across this wave. Right. From, 96 to 97. As far as what the newspapers are saying, though. Yeah, these are all recorded newspapers. All the stories went over recorded newspapers. Possible explanations. We're going to go into our theories now, okay? So before I go into these, what do you think this could have been? Something that was seen by thousands of people across the West, Midwest, and even in the East Coast of the United States. I didn't really put the East Coast stuff in there because there was some stuff in, like, East Coast, but I, again, it was. I think it was a little later. Okay, it's kind of still keeps expanding. But anyway, what do you think this could be? I think it'd be a mixture of things. Uh, I want to say that people are probably testing. I'm not saying it was one eccentric guy doing this, but probably, probably testing the you know ability to fly or like what did you say they're called like the dirigible the, didgeridoos. That thing and spin. I think the rain stick. That, that's a rain stick. Did you do? Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know how to spell it. I'll look it up. <laughs> what you say they're called? Dir- dirigibles. Dirigibles. Yeah, I think people are just experimenting, testing the boundaries of what man can do as far as flight. Other flight at night. Other than yeah, these are all at night. All these settings were at night. Yeah. Maybe they're doing it at night because it could have been illegal to. Well, there would have been no, no FAA. Yeah. What are they going to do? Right. Yell at them? Yeah. Maybe they're just... Don't go flying away <laughs> from me now. <laughs> they're just trying to do it in secret because they don't want... It's successful. They don't want it getting out or stolen. I, I don't so know. So you don't think like, it's aliens? You don't think it's... I think... I, wa- I want to like the... I want to... I would like to think it's aliens. That'd be, that'd be really cool. But I think people might be testing these things out. A newspaper, local newspaper, gets a hold of it. It gets kind of blown out of proportion. A neighboring city hears about it. That newspaper writes, it's like, oh, we'll do our own story because that probably sold like a bunch of papers for that town. It's getting exaggerated. They're not doing like, you know, or people, ethical reporting. People are coming forward. Yeah. Yeah. People are actually coming forward. But it, it does happen in clusters. So. Yeah. Right, because you have the 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 earlier first part of the wave, and then you have yeah. the second part of the wave, all around the same dates, like a couple mm-hmm. months, weeks here and there. But generally, first wave's over in California, yeah, and up up into Washington and state and stuff like that. 
It's like the fact that the, those three aliens tried to kidnap the one guy. He's like, no, I'm not going. And they couldn't forcibly get him to go. And the other ones were like, hey, our, our captain has flu. Flu. Can you help him? Two naked people <laughs> yeah, showing up. Yeah. Those guys that, who learned English from going in the North, an expedition to the North Pole. The, like, the Lost Tribes of Israel. Yes. In the 1500s. The 1500s, yeah. And then they showed up in Texas. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. What we're going to do now is go into some theories. Okay. And this is, again, this is crazy because there's a lot of different stuff going on. Remember, at this point in time, there was no, what we know as airplanes around. Mm. The Wright brothers didn't make their first short flight until 1903. So there really wasn't nothing and that was using, that, that was using combustion engine and things like that. Yeah. But what we see today, or like what we know is today, they didn't have anything like that. Right. All right, so the first, I didn't have these in any order. I tried to order them in like realistic to least realistic or whatever, but it's just, they're so crazy that I don't even know where to put them. Because <laughs> like, it isn't like they're so in depth. Because yeah. again, there's three tent poles. Yeah. But then there's also all of a sudden, hey, gotcha with a little uh, gut punch because there's a, the fourth tent pole, which is just kind of boring. It is a- <laughs> It's kind of boring. It's a celestial object, specifically Venus uh, was emerged as a possible plausible explanation due to the brightness and potential to appear in unusual specific atmospheric conditions. So a, a Venus is usually really bright, mm. but I don't think it'd be as bright as this. And then you can see Venus with your naked eye. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it is big. Would they say like, it's like a, I don't know if it's Venus or like some planets shining off the ground and, and swamp gas and like causing all these reflections and it's not really aliens or Oh yeah, swamp gas and everything. Yeah, that was blue like, book and stuff. Like yeah, it goes yeah. into like the thing I wanted to do originally when I set out to do this was the Rendlesham Forest incident, and then yeah. like, and then you go into like what was going on with Operation Blue Book and like how they were messing with that one guy. We'll go into that stuff later, but like yeah. how they were just messing with a guy and he was causing a lot of feeding a lot of this into the mm -hmm. popular culture. But anyway, so that's like my fourth tent pool, which is kind of like I just push that tent pool back. I'm gonna throw that into the woods like we do those people because <laughs> that was kind of like eh. it seems like it's yes, I've seen. I've been in the middle of the woods. I've seen Venus. It's bright. Yeah. But it's not as bright as like people are saying this is. If, yes, right. Right. And it's not landing and letting, and being naked people in there. <laughs> if it was, pretty rad. No, but anyway. Diarrhea. Okay. So here's the tent poles. All right. First one uh, we're going to go into is fake news. Hmm. So there was a book by Robert E. Bartholomew. He's kind of the, one of the major people one of the major books debunking a lot of this stuff. Okay. He has a lot of really in-depth uh, kind of research on it. But again, with any research, he also could be wrong. I mean, it's just general research. And he looks a lot of like, he looks at a lot of like the research was like the reports mm -hmm. and looks at like kind of psychological it's issues and um, socio-cultural uh, socio issue things going on. And it's like kind of comparing, contrasting things. Okay. I mean, it's, it's very in-depth. So it's called the Airship Hysteria of 1896-97. Robert E. Bartholomew with the links in the bottom there uh, for this video or podcast feed, whatever. So articles in Detroit Free Press and Sacramento Bee played a role in sparking the first sightings of the 19, 1896 wave. So that was basically going back, he's saying going back to the De Detroit Free Press and the Sacramento Bee. He was also talking about yellow journalism mm -hmm. with these kind of stories uh, and newspapers typified the period and attributed to the wave. So they were kind of like, as one started writing about it, others started writing about yep. it. And 
we've talked about yellow journalism before, but explain it. I think it's just like um, sensationalism. Yes. But I think it's a little worse because you're, you're not, there's not really ethics involved, it seems. Like you're just, it's more or less just like, let's got to sell this paper any cost kind of thing where we'll smudge some things, not really be totally 100% factual for the sake of selling and pushing this paper for money. And I think I even read going I back. Think that's, like, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And going back and reading some of this other stuff about it, or about uh, specifically how yellow journalism related to this, mm -hmm. was that idea that eight editors at this time in the 1800s expected their readers to be smart enough to discern from news and non-news. So what kind of the theory was, and I guess it really obviously didn't work out too well, but that was kind of the kind of what I got from okay. this reading. Um, and I think it even goes into like, what Randolph, uh, William Randolph Hearst was going, was fighting up against and kind of the idea of like just saying things and not having right. to back them up and everything. Yeah. But anyway, something where no, not like it, it obviously changed for the better because it doesn't happen now, right? <laughs> Never. Yeah. Throughout these waves, newspapers reported highly speculative stories contributed to the airship rumors. This is again, Robert E. Bartholomew in his book. In December, 1896, uh, an editorial by William Randolph Hearst claimed fake news or fake journalism led to the airship stories. Hmm. And he said, fake journalism has a good deal to answer for, but we do not recall a more discernible exploit in the line than the persistent attempt to make the public believe that the air in its vicinity is populated with airships. Now he claims the whole airship story was a myth. And that was Randolph, William Randolph Hearst. Yeah. But... Didn't he... Like play a big role in, yes. Yeah. So you got to like really take like take a grain of salt. Maybe he didn't sell as many newspapers. And that's why he was saying that. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's like, "Don't buy those. I have the real stories." <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right. Um, going into that, uh, this idea of hoaxes because this kind of combines different things. But anyway, the idea of hoaxes, uh, as related to not so much fake news, but just hoaxes as people seeing the news and then wanting to like be a part of that zeitgeist. Okay. These people reading these stories in other newspapers are reading newspaper stories and then making their own, again, across this, again, they were hopping, happening so like, maybe, I don't know why it happened so like it did, like it's the first part of the wave and then the second part of the wave. Yeah. But anyway, people were using, or could have and have reportedly used balloons with candles tied to them, let them off into the sky, kites with lanterns tied to them, um, other people may have created crash sites complete with debris to say like, oh, one of those crashed yeah. here. You know, basically people heard the news and wanted to get involved in it, wanted to be part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's part of the, not is part of that temple of fake news, but also not, but it's like fueled by fake news. People yeah. were just like, they heard it and they ran with it. And they were like, oh, look, uh, this also happened here. Look, we saw these lights and, yeah, yeah, like yeah. and it could have been someone else playing a trick on them. Right. Or it could have been them making it up. The other, another one here we go is the, uh, what I call and what could be called a collective public delusion due to popular culture. And this goes into the technology or human ingenuity side of it. Okay. So again, going back to Robert Bartholomew, Airship Hysteria of 1896, 97. He attributes ambiguity Anxiety and excitement fueled by the wave of sightings. Socio 
psychological expectation were shaped by popular literature on early oh, okay. flight attempts right. of early th- flight attempts. Intense interest in airship inventions developed due to the real and fictional stories in the late 19th century. Mm. Failed aerial trials and patents further fueled the belief in intimate airship development. So people doing it in secret. Yeah. I used a, there's a website called unmuseum.org had a, uh, by Lee uh, Christek, which had a kind of um, pretty good write-up about this whole story and kind of going into like those theories. But what was said was that there was an idea of a crossover of popular culture priming the public. So at this time, science fiction era was kind of really starting. Yeah. And the idea of a mystery inventor as a character was kind of big. Fueled, kind of created by authors like Jules Verne. Okay. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea featured a mysterious inventor, Captain Nemo, who constructed a submarine. Verne's later book, uh, Robar the Conqueror, featured a mystery inventor that built an airship and similarities between the book and some of the airship stories were uncanny. That makes sense. Okay. Robar, or Robur, uh, was published 10 years before the wave of, of airship sightings. Hmm. So that book was even already out. So popular culture as I came back before, yeah. we're, we're walking back, bringing that forward. It's already part, in, part of the co- popular culture, especially in 10 years. You, you're a kid when you read that book or those books. Sure, yeah. 10 years later, you hear some of these stories starting up and you're going to immediately jump on that because right. you believe it yes. in your head. Because yeah. as a child, you believed it yeah. as a possibility. Not really understanding what fiction and nonfiction was. Mm-hmm. The airship uh, wave functioned as a reassuring symbol during a period of uncertainty with rapid technological changes. Uh, airships were seen as a positive influences reflecting man's dominance over the skies. So during this time in the late 1800s, we had a lot of things technologically mm-hmm. happening, even yeah. though we today think of them as like garbage. But that technology. makes sense. Because like, like I mentioned earlier, like once we figured out, like once the atomic age happened, like that technological advancement of like what, you can do with splitting an atom, not just you know, making bombs, but like we're progressing like that. And then science fiction, more science fiction has because of that, like flying cars get involved with that UFO. So like that makes the sense. rocket engine, rocket engine. Yeah. So that makes total sense that like this same thing happened back then. Space races going on in the yeah. 60s. Yeah. So it makes sense with even like back then when they, they like 1896, 1897. We like, just don't see it as that. Right. So they're yeah. going through the same, they're kind of went through the same thing. Yes. And I think that's really interesting that there's this kind of like thing going on in popular culture. And it's also like mirroring like, or, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and almost like we're kind of, this, at this time there was like this technological change. I mean, this is the time when they're starting to figure out, hey, maybe we should put our poop pipes under the cities. <laughs> like this is literally just guys going around this time trying to figure out how to put pipes under yeah, cities yeah, yeah, that are already yeah. established <laughs> yeah. because people would stop getting sick if we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was like the early 1900s, yeah. late 1800s, they were trying to do this in right. America and all around the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> poop pipes. Yeah. Basically put that stuff underground so we- We won't get sick. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. It wasn't until like what, the 50s or 60s they stopped smoking in the like hospital emergency rooms. <laughs> Or like even part of the seventies. <laughs> oh, you're you got a cough. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'll it's weird. Real Take quick. this. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, th- I think that's dropped my cigarette butt in his chest. Basically, you have this perfect timing of technology, literature, that, yeah, that makes sense, and practical engineering that are possible uh, coming together at one point in this kind of like takeoff period. 
there's that machine man with the with the, with the with the frog legs. That's that was just you. Takeoff <laughs> period. Well, we were. I mean, again, who knew, who know who saw it? Like, who was the person right. that saw these yeah, things? Yeah. I mean, again, two different places though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it was Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, Kentucky New, Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. So this guy was just scooting across the sky. <laughs> so that's kind of like this idea of like popular culture. Mm-hmm. It's separate from fake news, separate from the newspapers. This is like popular culture, technology coming together. Yep. And like we're having this kind of like wave again, like uh, this kind of like rise in dirigibles, things like that. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, when did that, uh, what's up? 80 days that. Um, 80 days around the world. Or yeah. Around the world in 80 days. Yeah, that I'm sure that was written around or done. That would have been in like the, you know, cultural zeitgeist of people's minds. Yeah, because like, that was like, it wasn't a powered no, device. So we're going to go to the next like tentpole thing I'm going to go into. Um, It's powered flight that we're talking about, not just a hot air balloon, which no, is kind of directed by wind. Yeah, but I'm just saying like that's in people's minds too, like what man's capable of doing, what can we do next. 1872. Okay. Published in French in 1872 by Jules Verne, yeah. same guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kind of just like rode one. He had like one <laughs> one direction. Just kept right on going. He just kind of changed a few things here and there, <laughs> tweaked a little thing. Good job. I was in the Vern. sky. Now we'll go underwater for the next book. Vern. <laughs> hey, Vern. Was it, what movie was that from? Uh, it's uh, Ernest. Ernest. Yep. Yeah. Why do you say that? His name was Vern, wasn't it? Who's Vern? Was it the <laughs> filming guy? Like who was Vern? <laughs> Vern was the. Uh... He's always just saying Vern, right, Vern? Wasn't one of the guys? I don't know. Right. I remember seeing I it a lot. I do. I haven't watched this in a long time. Was I that movies or a show? There were movies. Did you do a show? I'm thinking of Pee Wee and Ernest. I think they're two different people. <laughs> they are two different people. Yeah. Okay. A Vern, he always would say Vern. Wasn't it a, Who was Vern? I think it was one of the guys in the show. You can put a comments who the who the hell <laughs> Vern was. Who the hell's Vern? <laughs> hey, Vern. I know who's going to respond. Karen. Yeah. <laughs> to change our username, though. Okay, now we're going into the mystery inventor theory. Another, this is a possible theory. The dirigible, I may be saying that word wrong. I think it's dirigible. Don't yeah. really know. Yeah. Don't really care. Anyway, the dirigible, dirigible was an airship built in France in 1852 by Henry Gifford. Oh, I'm sorry, the Gifford dirigible, the first powered and steerable airship to fly, 1852. The craft featured an elongated hydrogen field envelope that tapered at the point at each end. Remember they mentioned a cigar shaped yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. From this was suspended a long beam with a triangle sail like rudder. Triangle rudders. Yeah, at the end and beneath the beam platform the pilots and the steam engine. So it's a steam powered. Which seems like a weird thing. Yeah. Due to the highly flammable nature of the lifting gas, <laughs> special precautions were taken to minimize the potential for the envelope to be ignited by the engine beneath it. Uh, in 18, uh, September of 1852, Gifford flew the airship from, um, uh, flew over 27 kilometers, 17 miles. Hmm. Took around three hours. Three hours. Again. I mean, that was probably a r- rocket. It was a record. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so... He, 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 he missing in 1852? It was 1852. Okay. okay. Uh, another instance of two French army officers and engineers 
also successfully flown in an electric-powered airship called the La France as early 1884. Gee, right French. Is electric-powered? That's what I was questioning. Wow. When did uh when did oh what's his name fly the kite into the uh the, the, the key? Ben Franklin. Yeah. When did he invent like electricity? Like hundred years before this. Yeah. Electric powered. Wait, fifteen ninety two, Ocean Blue. <laughs> Christopher Columbus <laughs> yes. did the two, the two step. Chrissy C. Who? Uh, yeah. How? How? So that was. Uh, hey man. Okay. Electric. All right. That's cool. I have to go back and look at my research on that one, but um. There was the uh, there was also a uh, there was also at the same time, however, around the same time as the French flying people, <laughs> French flying people. Um, there was the okay, so 1852 was the Gifford dirigible, mm-hmm. and then in the Sol- Solomon Andrews Arion, uh, which f- successfully flew in 1863, he was from America. Okay, so he flew one in 1863. Mm. It, Arion, I think is what it's called. Do you do you th- think these are being like highly publicized? Like word is spreading about stuff like this? Just wait. Or is it kind of more of a local kind of thing? Pull the reins there. Okay. okay. Space pump, pump the yeah. airship brakes. Yeah, spaceman. Get off the bike. <laughs> stop stop uh stop pedaling. Yeah. So there was a book by Michael Bubs Bus Busby. Bu- Bu- Michael Bublé, great drink. Michael Busby, uh, it's called Solving the 1897 Airship Mystery. His 2004 book, he analyzed the flight paths and airspeeds from old newspaper accounts and found the evidence consistent with three separate airships flying in the Texas skies. So he, he, there's a map I'll put on the screen right now or put in, I don't know, maybe if I have time. Um, Ridge, uh, his research led him to conclude that they were built in Iowa by a group of people originally from California. Yeah. That's why... That's where everything started in California. California. Okay. okay. This, is, this is just a theory. Not saying this is right or wrong. Three... In, and this is a quote from... Three individuals investigated in this chapter may be the connecting threads between the various airship mysteries we have examined uh, 1840s to 1897. Dr. Solomon Andrews, Willard Wilson, and Dr. Charles Smith... Uh, may have been designing, building, and flying airships from the 1840s on. And that was a direct quote from his book. Yeah. I just mentioned Solomon, yeah. who built the Arion, which was recorded as flying in 1863. Right. Yeah. Powered flight. We're not talking about just an air balloon. Powered flight. He concluded, so this is back to Michael Busby. Uh, he concludes that one airship crashed in Aurora in April on April 17th, 1897. Another crashed off the Gulf of Mexico a few days later, and a third perhaps flew north to New York, where it also crashed at the sea on May 13th. So he's like, this is his theory, is that here's, the, here's all these different accounts yeah. of flights, and here's the explosions, and right. this is maybe where these three specific ones may have crashed. Were they done at night, like these, all these other ones are, do you know? He didn't really say. Okay. I mean, maybe, in a, maybe I didn't get that far, or maybe I didn't pick up on that but it seems like they were flown at night because they may have been secrets okay makes sense it also doesn't say they were flown during the day two other airships the group built in Iowa met the, the, their demise in Michigan and Washington State ah yep respectively and the aviators presumably died so that's maybe why it Jeez. wasn't really talked about okay but there's a reason why we don't really hear this as like being real because I'll talk about it in a second uh 
2009 book called In the Great Airship of 1897, a book by J. Allen Danilik. Danilik? Concludes that the airship was built by an unknown individual, possibly funded by an investor from San Francisco, as a prototype planned for commercial passenger airships. Danilik demonstrates that the craft might have been built using materials and technologies available in 1896. So he like figured out like, hey, this is what they had available. Mm -hmm. This is what they probably built it on. Uh, The ship he proposes was built in its secret to safeguard its design from patent infringement as well as protect investors in case of failure. Noting that the flights were initially seen over California and only later over the Midwest, he speculates that the inventor was making a a series of short flights moving from west to east and making a series of, uh, I'm sorry, and following the main railway lines for uh, logistical supports and that it was these experimental flights that formed the basis for many, though not all, of the newspaper accounts in the era. Interesting. Danica also notes that the reports ended abruptly in mid-April 1897, suggesting that the craft may have met with a disaster or it was shut down because like, the venture was over, wasn't yeah. successful, wasn't fast enough, couldn't carry enough crap, whatever. Following the railway lines, I really like about that. Yes. Because, yeah. And it was at night. You couldn't do it during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of stuff. Like maybe they weren't used at night, whatever. Okay, last part of this temple is military technology. San Francisco attorneys, this is like well documented. These kind of there's a couple of different articles talking about these guys. Uh, one of them was notably called Airship Collins. Mm. Yeah, and William Henry Hart emerged claiming to represent investors of the airship. They described the airship features and capabilities, including the potential for a bombing mission. Oh. Uh, reports of encounters with the airship's crew and claims of crashes and explosions added dramatic events to this narrative. Mm. So these guys said, hey, we are involved in that. These are attorneys? Yeah. These are attorneys? Okay. Uh, that they were involved in this kind of idea of um, building airships for military use, Spanish-American war. Right. Because other countries were developing it. Yeah. And during this time, I mean, there really wasn't that much of, it wasn't like there was news reporters out there like with cameras filming this crap. So they yeah, could probably yeah. just like, Get away from here. We're doing it at night, you know, <laughs> yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah. And it seems possible, like, you know, government was doing this, like, federal, federally funded. Or maybe or, not yet. Yeah. Or, you know, there's this a couple of eccentric guys who are like, let's build something. Yeah. So we have these kind of, again, fake news, mm-hmm. this common cultural phenomenon of, like, technology, popular culture all coming together for this new technology of flights, yep. powered flight, yep. again, you know, business, like people are always inventing crap that we don't hear about because right. it fails. Yeah. Companies are always, like literally always doing this. Mm-hmm. I saw a company recently that I work with uh, for different stuff with my school and they were like talking about all these co- these things that they've been developing for years and like some of them are never going to come out. And he's like, yeah, we went spent 10 years on this, couldn't get it to work where we can make money off it, make it viable. Yeah you know, business viable. We're like, yes, it's an amazing technology. Probably could save things, <laughs> but it's not going to make money. I mean, we see this with, yeah. uh, with um, pharmaceutical companies yes. and all kind of engineering companies. But like this idea of like merit, possible military, maybe these guys are enveloping it for the military, you know, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. So, although it seems my tent pools kind of push the aliens right over, you know, theories. Unfortunately. But that is another but that is another one. Those all like do they all they all can be like a possibility. Like together. You know right. what I'm saying? Like That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
So, okay, that's all the possible theories. What do you think? Or do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Yeah, you go first. I would love it to be aliens. Yeah, same. Of course. Yeah, it'd be great. Especially because it was such a big deal. Yeah. There's so many reports, so many newspaper articles, so many things being reported on. Newspapers make fun of, it's such a like cultural event where like newspapers are making fun of other newspaper, yeah. newspapers in a short amount of time, which like doesn't seem like a year, doesn't seem like a long time, but back then, that's, all, that's like a long, that's like a short amount of time yeah. for news to, fall, to travel. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because by the time the news, I would imagine by the time everything happened in California, it was probably a couple months before it got to like Midwest and stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Because there's people reporting on reporting on reporting, like different yeah. newspapers picking up the story. I think uh, this guy, Robert E. Bartholomew, had a really good explanation for a lot of this, uh, but he really goes into the psychological stuff in that it's like uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in literature mm. and this technology, so maybe it was really a thing the the boom and what he calls the boom in airship patents uh coincided with this wave oh really so these patents kind of came up okay started booming towards the end of the wave and you're like oh okay but that makes sense there's no record of all that it was just this kind of like there was a lot of competition at the time yeah or maybe these contracts or news type of thing but it seems like all of a sudden now there's a lot of environmental because a lot of stuff was happening at night in the winter months. Reduced sunlight. Right. Why wouldn't they do it during gonna, the day? Not many people are going to be as out. And then all of a sudden these patterns start coming out. Yeah. So maybe it was people. Maybe it wasn't. I think it was probably human ingenuity. Yes. Like humans developing this technology in secret yes. to try to sell it. Yeah. Like you said, I want to believe it's aliens. Especially since like some of the funny like like things that people were, these witnesses yeah. were saying, but. Yeah, why were they saying they saw people if yeah. it's, if it is, me- if it's just a engineers, people developing something like mm-hmm. that. But again, Was it actually a naked guy? Like a naked guy <laughs> and girl like crashing? <laughs> They're really eccentric. Yeah. Let's go up here. Putting uh, it in my pocket, you know, making it real yeah. small if it crashes. Oh, club up here. Um, yeah, I think it'd be, like I said, a combination of everything, like human ingenuity, advancing technology, Maybe there was like this one first time that someone's like, let's just do this propelled light. People got wind of it. The government got wind of it. Private tr- contractors got wind of it. Like, so it was, there might have been like kind of like a interest or even like a race into like developing something like this. Were they using hot air balloons in warfare? I, mean, I guess you could just shoot it down. Yeah. But it'd be like, too slow. Could you imagine if you were the guy was like, I'm above you. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine it could be used for like um, to maybe fly spying, the bombs over, like spying. Oh yeah, just like or reconnaissance, 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 ricotta cheese. <laughs> they're making ricotta R- cheese. Ricotta. They're, they're dropping it on them. Like I'm ricotta to you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I I just don't know. And then like the newspapers got one of this stuff, and like you said, we're saying earlier, they're trying to sell newspapers, so they're kind of come up with the most craziest things they can think of, and maybe getting fake. Eyewitness accounts of these things, or they are talking to these eyewitnesses, and like either eyewitnesses exaggerating it because they read these, grew up reading these books, or the newspapers are exaggerating it. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't think it's aliens, unfortunately. Yeah, you really, I started what this were these out. people seeing in the 1500s then, and that, that, yeah. Nuremberg, like, that's what were they saying? That's why they were seeing triangle sphere shaped stuff and like having battles in, in the sky, like, 
That, what were they seeing? That's why I, that's why I put that in there. Because I didn't want, I wanted to, when I read the whole this thing and put this all together, I was like, yeah. man, I really wanted some stupid aliens to be around, man. <laughs> and so I went back and like found, and I saw these before and I was like, oh, I'll throw these in there just like spread it out. Yeah. And be like, this isn't the first time, it's like just to show like a timeline. There's times even before what I brought up, because mostly what I brought up was like 1500 stuff. There's stuff before that. Yeah, sure. And then like in and ancient the 50, Egypt. Yeah, in the 1500s, they didn't have, there wasn't science fiction. They were reading books about, you know, I don't even couldn't even read. Most of them couldn't read. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm okay with it being. I guess it, I'm happy it's not aliens because they might have they get here. Yeah, I mean, they, they also sounded really dumb too. Yeah, like if <laughs> aliens can really get here, yeah, 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 we don't want that ones. <laughs> yeah. Everything is like it's like a. At least they know those aliens couldn't conquer us though. If they came here, like they're not gonna. If they can't carry three guys, the aliens can't carry one guy into the ship. Yeah, I think we'll be all yeah. right. Yeah, well, I don't want to get you know taken I thought, over. What if it's like um? I was like uh, there's. What if it's like some aliens like out cru- like some alien got his dad's car for the weekend and he's like out cruising, <laughs> cruising. joy ride? Yeah, my friend got sick. Can you come help him? Yeah, like you can't tell my dad. Like, what if what if it was just what if like the aliens that swing past it, you know Earth are just like they're just like the joy riding. Yeah, yeah. Like all these like, dumb dumb idiots. The, the kids. Yeah, they're like kind of when you go on like scary rides like a teenager. Yeah. Like look at these stupid idiots. Oh my dad's cigar shaped ship. Yeah. <laughs> Pedal faster, man. We gotta get home. <laughs> I'm going to be grounded. <laughs> grounded. Yeah. I'll never be able to leave the galaxy again. Or time travel. Mm. Going back to the 1500s. Going back to right. the. Yeah, what is it? What is that? There's a thing where people keep finding, like, I don't know what it's called, but like photos of people who shouldn't belong there. Have you ever seen like silly stuff like that? Like, conspiracy theory kind of thing? Like, you should probably do an episode on it. Should, yeah. Stop it right there. Because right. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a term for it. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. It's dumb. Like, I think it's kind of dumb, but it's something interesting. Well, it's like that picture of that lady, like the black and white picture of a lady with like something, it looks like a cell phone holder ear. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure it's just Photoshopped things, but still. Who knows? Maybe but it could have been travelers. something just seeing it at a weird angle. That's true, too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, I mean, there's plenty so of examples. A shooter ear. Or it was like some like, that, that one specific instance I looked at and it was like like a horn. It looks like it was just like an old school hearing aid. Like, okay. But again, I'm not a hornologist. I don't I mean. <laughs> hornologist. Hearing person. I don't know. All right, Jordan. Anything else you want to, you think, you thinking, stewing around in that brain of yours? I just remember from re like, because we've done a, quite a few stories around this, this time frame and like I've had to go back and like find newspapers where like Newspapers are like, yes, yeah, the person we're talking to is not the brightest not too person. Bright. <laughs> so I wonder if like they're Going back to the Kentucky Meat episode. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like uh or even like the Matilda Rooney, the spontaneous combustion one, like the guy he calls him like an imbecile. Well, even today. Yeah. A lot of the stories oh, sure, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. watch anything, go on YouTube and look up any Okay. But, but I'm wondering like in these these reports, like if, if these reporters are like if they are actually not fudging what like you're not you know embellishing embellishing they're like this is what this person actually claims they saw oh i guarantee you they're doing that you know not maybe in the right they, state of mind maybe to clean up the language a little bit yeah, but yeah. you know like juice it <laughs> a little bit frog legs man yeah all right well i think we've done all the damage we could do to this story in this history it's just we finally did something about aliens, and it's just like it's yeah. not aliens. That's why that's why, that's the best part about this is like I kind of threw you a curveball by did, saying, man. "I'm going to do some alien stuff." We've always kind of like threw that out there as a uh, 
as a possible theory or option. And they're like, oh, you know, you never know. And I was just like, no, it's not aliens. <laughs> it's probably not aliens. It's just no. people being dumb. Yeah, yeah. Or, or people being really smart. Right. And other people being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, these people who are seeing this stuff are they they're they're bound by their time, right? They don't have a they've never seen anything like this before. So they don't have an explanation like we would today for seeing a plane. They don't right? have the the advanced knowledge or the right, knowledge yeah, of yeah. it. To put it into their own terms. Sure, yeah. yeah I, I think it's very common. A lot of things throughout history probably. Oh, sure, yeah. Like a te- technology advance. Like you, imagine you take like a computer back and show someone like from the 1920s. <laughs> like they, they're, they probably crap their brain right out their butt. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know. Thank you for being here, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you for being here, viewers, listeners, however you're getting this. If you want to help us out, hit that uh, subscribe button. Give us uh, a comment. You can look us up on any social media. Think uh, Instagram, Facebook, at Mysterious Pals, uh, X or Twitter at underscore Mysterious underscore, Pals yeah. or Mysterious underscore Pals. You can email us at Mysterious Pals at Gmail, at Mysterious Pals online at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website, yep. MysteriousPals.com. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I think it's that. I thought it was that. I was I was confused because the mysterious pals online at Gmail. Right. Um. You can help us out by following us on any feed of podcast. Yes. And if you would like to send us an idea for an episode, please go ahead and do so. Please comment too. Comment even if you don't oh, yeah, like it. If you don't want to email, just just comment. Whatever. We just like one ideas. If you don't like it, if you do like it, whatever. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. You really want to ruin someone's day? Tell your <laughs> enemies. Send them a link. Um, These guys who can't pronounce words. Yeah, they said dirigible wrong the entire time. <laughs> and I'm going to. I really got to make sure this website. Yeah, it's not loading. <laughs> no, it's mysterious pals. It's mysteriouspals.com. Um, Facebook, Instagram, X, email, YouTube, at mysterious pals. Uh, any podcast platform, please give us a follow. Give us a like if you want to help us out. If not, just stop by. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. And hopefully stop shot. back. Tell your friends. Jordan, I'll see you next week. Next week. Stay mysterious. Stay mysterious, everybody out there. And we love you. Good night. <laughs>